0: Today on the HR Department's Preventing People Problems podcast, we're talking about investigations when things go wrong, dealing with the process, dealing with the emotions and dealing with the aftermath. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the HR department's Preventing People Problems podcast. I'm Tracy Hudson, and I have with me today two amazing HR professionals, Sarah Bradley and Michaela Gartside. Hello, ladies. Hi, Hello. Tracy. <laughs> Hi, Tracy. <laughs> so, what we want to talk about today is when it goes wrong with a director or a senior manager when something goes wrong. So, they might have had a grievance against them. They might have, I don't know, some misconduct, I don't know, something dodgy at the Christmas party or, I don't know, a bit of embezzlement, (laughs) whatever the topic is. Um, So something's gone wrong with a senior person in Mm -hmm. the business. As a business owner, how do you deal with that, especially if a grievance is against you as the business owner? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. (laughs) So um, Michaela, let's start off with you know business owners just found out that something's happened Mm. the response is always emotional "Ah." there you go definitely so naturally we're all human beings and
1: so therefore our first reaction is emotion
0: yeah
1: can't predict what that emotion will be for some people it's shock for some people it's anger distress It, it can be a multitude of emotions and I think the thing to be is not afraid of the fact you've had an emotional reaction yeah What's really important is what to do with that emotional reaction. And as difficult as it is, you've got to take a deep breath. Accept you're having an emotional reaction, but almost do nothing initially. Let that reaction hit you and happen before you jump straight in. Mistakes happen when you allow your emotional reaction to determine your actions.
0: Yeah, but that is so tough in the moment.
1: Absolutely. And particularly... Either it's about you, so Mm -hmm. somebody's making a claim about you, or something's happened with somebody that you have always trusted, trust with your business, has been a confidant for years, whatever it is, you can't avoid it. And I think it's actually... Sometimes we need to think in advance that this may happen and know that we're going to have an emotional reaction that allows us to go and sit in a dark room, get used to the idea... (laughs) ring your hr professional and just have a rant
0: yeah. before you do anything well the that's the thing important is react. yeah the advice is is yeah. the most important thing isn't it Definitely. because the natural thing is to react tell them to get out don't yeah. trust them never darken this door again yeah and that's why we it makes everything Absolutely. worse
2: yeah and if you've received on email and you feel like replying reply yeah. but send it to yourself <laughs> at that moment in time.
0: Yeah, that's a good tip. That's mm. a really good tip.
2: So don't reply to them yeah. until you've had time, as Michaela said, to move away from the emotions because um, it's, it's yeah. too easy to do the warrior keyboard and then think later. Yeah. I could have phrased that differently. Yeah. The person that sent the complaint will have sent it on email and actually, they'll already be thinking, I wonder yeah. if I should have said that, I wonder if I could have said that differently. Mm. so yeah pause is yeah good advice and we'll often say to our clients
1: have us in speed dial ready for that emotional moment doesn't matter who it is with or what it's about just ring us and talk to us first take some advice actually discharge some of that emotion you know we're quite good sponges really so discharge (laughs) some of that emotion before you act
0: yeah it makes our lives so much easier if we can deal with it before they have that reaction definitely so they've had the emotional reaction Mm -hmm. They've calmed down. They've had a drink. They've gone out for a cigarette or whatever it is that they're going to do. A vape, maybe. I don't know. They've gone and done a gym session. They're feeling calmer. Next steps. Sarah?
2: We have to start process. Um, I say that. Um, I am quite a processed person, but we, we should... Sometimes we don't need to start a process because actually in a small business, an overcomplicated process can start to alienate people. Mm. Yeah. Um, but there is the ACAS code of practice when it comes to situations like this. So ACAS are a governing body in the UK um, Mm government-approved agency that help um, set codes of practice that employers must follow. And they actually kind of develop the rules for investigations, grievances, complaints in businesses. And that process basically says, be fair, Mm -hmm. um, be thorough, Mm -hmm. um, act in a timely manner sometimes you've got to know your business really well sometimes it still is relevant to have a conversation first so even the acas code of practice will help us try and solve things informally if we can Mm -hmm. um but you've got to know when it's right to be and okay to have that informal conversation versus needing to do a really thorough investigation um and we've got to get that investigation right we've got to get the facts we've got to interview lots of people, gather witness statements. Um, so you've got to really know your team and that's where Michaela's already said, speak to somebody that's been through mm-hmm. this already, whether it be another business owner that's been through it before or um, a HR advisor that can help you. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to get it right because if we get it wrong, it's got repercussions down the line from a legal perspective.
0: And you've got to be careful you're not starting a witch hunt. Yeah. It's really easy to jump to a conclusion mm. Decide what you want the outcome of that investigation to be, and find all the evidence that supports yeah. what you think. Yeah. So, it's where about, do you start?
1: It's about discovery of fact, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because you've had an emotional reaction to what may be an emotional situation, um, and dependent on your beliefs, you, as mm-hmm. you say, you are going to jump to conclusions. It is about understanding the facts: mm-hmm. what actually happened, who witnessed it, who saw and heard what. And it's making sure that we don't listen to hearsay. We don't listen to somebody else's version of somebody else's story. Yeah. Um, it is important that we just really sometimes slow the whole thing down, whether it's informally or formally, to understand exactly what happened, what the situation yeah. was. So that, yes, you're not jumping to conclusions. You're not prejudging the outcome. You're not prejudging what consequences you want to have you really do take time to understand it more thoroughly. And I think that's the key. And, and that can be hard sometimes because that might feel as though it's going too slow. Mm. It might feel as though it's a waste of time because I already know what's happened. Yeah. But often that thoroughness in investigation, and, and, and I use the term investigation in its loosest of terms, it's the fact-finding, it's yeah. discovery, it's about what actually happened
0: yeah an investigation doesn't have to be a really big no, deal that's does. right um you, you
2: need to be digging deep though so as michael has already said we can't listen to somebody else's version of what that somebody else saw yeah and when we do get people saying to us things such as i feel bullied or i feel harassed mm-hmm. we need to help them explain what that means to them because mm-hmm. it can mean something different to each individual so In order for us to be able to really understand and help the person making the complaint and the person receiving the complaint Mm -hmm. understand what's going on, we need specifics of dates and times and events and feelings. Um, Mm -hmm. But it can't just be one or the other. We need a really round picture Mm -hmm. so that we can really help both parties as best as we can.
0: So sticking with that idea that there's a complaint like a bullying or harassment or something sort of grievance that's come in, that's against the business owner or somebody senior in the business what do you do whilst that investigation's happening to protect like who are you protecting in that scenario and you know practicalities how do you do that
1: i mean clearly you need to protect all parties mm-hmm. both the complainant the witnesses and the individual who's being complained about mm-hmm. i think It's really important that you try and stay as neutral as possible, that you are going to be fair and objective to all Mm -hmm. parties. So there may be some simple measures dependent on the nature of your business where you can segment duties and you Mm -hmm. can put a bit of space between people. Mm -hmm. Um, But you should look and explore what can make that working environment as comfortable as possible for people whilst going through a process, particularly if you're going through a more formal process.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I think if you can, it's assigning somebody to take care of the well-being mm-hmm. as well as the investigation. It can't be the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got challenges here when it comes to small organisations. Um, so the business owner or the senior manager might be the main person that everybody would normally report to. So we need to think about how we can help give them somewhere to talk mm-hmm. outside of the complaint process, the grievance process. Um maybe get an external independent investigator to help um, and it's really easy to set up counseling helplines they're mm-hmm. called employee assistant programs mm-hmm. Um it's really easy to give employees access to that um, you can join schemes that are really relatively cheap price mm-hmm. per year so it's about not just dealing with the complaint but thinking about the well-being of the people that are involved and the people that are being asked to be witnesses mm-hmm. as well
0: mm-hmm. in a small business just thinking about support for the employees. Some employees might be members of unions. Mm-hmm. Small business owners, their first reaction is, we don't recognize a union. So can we just talk about that a little bit, just so that business owners are clear about what that means if an is a member of a union? Yeah.
1: So- Clearly you can be a business that doesn't recognise a union, it doesn't mean your staff are not members and therefore you need to acknowledge that they may have the support of a union and certainly if we're into certain statutory type meetings where there's the right to be accompanied, then if they are in a union they can bring their union representatives. That's not about union recognition, the two things are obviously quite different. And I think there are times where we should embrace and encourage the individual to bring their union representative, because in some instances it might help with that support piece. Also, often it can help with the right outcome, depending on the, on the situation. So mm. it's not always a negative. I think the immediate reaction is it's a negative if they're bringing in the union rep. We've actually had some very positive outcomes where people have done that, because actually the union rep sometimes plays a role in helping the individual understand their part in yeah. the allegation or the disciplinary whatever it is when
0: that allegations against the business owner or a senior member of the team there's this feeling of we don't want outsiders in we don't yeah. want you know it's embarrassing isn't it mm. i guess and it's it's getting over that
2: I, yeah. I think the other example when we're talking about being accompanied at these types of meetings mm. um we can stick to the letter of the law which says no right to be accompanied at the investigation mm. stage but yep. it doesn't always get us where we need to be yeah. Um, and I've been asked many times can somebody bring a parent with them for example mm-hmm. if it's a, a younger employee or it's sometimes a person that's got some mental health issues wants to mm-hmm. be accompanied by an adult Um, by the letter of the law no they don't we don't have to say yes but if it helps the business owner get from A to B and the employee get from A to B I've got for rather more relaxed mm-hmm. round the advice I give which is, do what's right for you and the business. Yeah. Mm. Um, the law says you don't have to, mm. but this isn't always about employment law, it's about HR, culture, best practice, mm. moving yeah. the business forward, mm. um, getting the result yeah. that we need to get for everybody to help it you know, be in the right place for the future. Mm. It's about responding to requests reasonably, isn't it? Mm. That there
1: are occasions where it's gonna get a better outcome. So actually, if it's a reasonable request, say yes yeah there's no legal obligation but do say yes
0: so go over and above yeah just want to make sure if people are listening and we're saying it's not about employment law (laughs) (laughs) let's still be compliant with employment law yeah we
1: want we want compliance but go over and above because I think that plays then to that greater um, care of the individual well-being for all parties um, and often ends up with better outcomes if you you know if you take the example of a young person, mm. the engagement of the parent will often result in a better outcome mm. because there's somebody else who may be able to help steer them and their behaviours.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So what about suspending mm-hmm. people? Would You know, when do you do that? When yeah. do you not do that? Who do you suspend? So <laughs> Especially we when business owners involved. We
1: always advise caution around suspension. Mm, okay. Um, whilst clearly suspension is supposed to be a neutral act the minute there's suspension involved for any party there is always that rumour conjecture and also that how if there, are you know if the investigation concludes there is nothing how do people mm. return to the business so we will always um, advise caution on suspension suspension being a last resort having explored all other options and all other opportunities but sometimes it has to be. And of course, then you have to look at the situation and consider maybe suspension of both parties in the interests of fairness. Yeah. There's so
2: many alternatives to suspension these days though, such as working at home yeah. Yeah. whilst we carry out the investigations, um, the, there are tribunal cases that have found that their belief is that the employer had made a foregone conclusion. Mm. Conclusion. <laughs> um, the, they'd already ah. decided what the action would be and that was the act of suspending. So we do mm. need to act with caution yeah. when we're thinking about this. Yeah. Um, we can keep people in separate departments, separate teams if it's a reasonable size business. We have the option of homeworking. Yeah. Um, so we shouldn't act quick to suspend. Mm. Um, we need to think about it very carefully.
0: And I guess the other challenge that small businesses have, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, micro businesses yeah. now where you've got to have somebody doing the investigation and then if there's a disciplinary, who does that? And then if this has all come out of a grievance, who does the grievance hearing? Not everyone can do it, or can they? Michaela?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously you're gonna look and say, how can you segment roles as much as Mm -hmm. possible? Um, You might engage external professional support in aspects Mm -hmm. of the process, if appropriate. but again, you've got to look at the resources you've got, the reasonableness. Um, mm. It's not always possible to segment absolutely everything. Larger mm-hmm. organisations, yes, but micro organisations, no. I,
2: yeah. I always say if it's really hard to segment, let's probably do the investigation disciplinary with one person, leaving in a clear appeal mm. officer if we yeah. need to do that stage. But equally, you could do a separate... Yeah, yeah. The same person for investigation disciplinary with somebody for, for the appeal if... If possible, mm. it's not always possible. And for for micro SMEs, um, you know, if it gets to tribunal, they're looking at the resources available. Mm. So business owners shouldn't be too worried about having all these different layers if it's not possible.
0: Mm. So we've gone through the process mm. in terms of the emotions around everybody that's involved. So small business, in my mind you know, office environment, about 12 people, a complaint's been put in against a business owner or a senior manager. You've got somebody who's put that complaint in. That process has been resolved. Everyone else in the office kind of knows what's gone on because Mm. there's rumours and some stuff's been talked about and people always get a feeling that something's going on, but they're both still continuing to work there. So obviously that process has been resolved. Mm. But how do you deal with that? How do you deal with the fallout of something like a grievance? Is a really big deal. Yeah, that I mean, these happen rarely in businesses, mm. and when they do happen, it's so damaging. In a large corporate, that damage can kind of be hidden and brushed under the carpet because there's so many people. But in a small business, what's your advice on how you deal with that, Michaela? I'll pick on you first. Are you picking on me first? <laughs> right. Um,
1: I think every situation is going to be different, isn't mm. it? Of course, it depends on what the outcome of the grievance or the disciplinary was. Clearly, it's not necessarily the business of other people in the office. Yeah. But... I think ultimately you have to understand that there has potentially been an impact and you have to look at and say, what's the right solution? What's the moving forward? So, you know, let's say, for example, it's been a grievance and individuals have agreed to mediation and they're moving forward. Mm. Your next logical steps are maybe some simple team building exercises about rebuilding the rest of the team, whether it's about rebuilding trust and actually for them to see that the two individuals who were involved they have moved on and moved forward. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not going to be prescriptive, is it? Each situation is going to be on its own merits and require its own solution. But I think you've got to be very mindful of the fact that, particularly if you've pulled in a number of witnesses and that type of thing, there's a lot of people might
0: know about it. Yeah.
2: I think it's really important with the two parties involved, it's it's most commonly two parties, there can be Mm. more, but we get them together and we say to them, what are you going to do if this happens again? What are you gonna do if we feel this way about each other again? What's our plan to make sure that you two help each other manage through it together rather than the full process? Because it's not a nice process, that investigation Mm -hmm. and that grievance. I have a little tip that I give my clients in HR, which is make them have uninterrupted speaking time. So you sit both parties down together Mm -hmm. and you ask one of them to talk about how they were feeling, what the future aspirations are, but the other one's not allowed to speak. And then the other one speaks and says the same, so how am I feeling, what do I want from the future, but the other side's not allowed to speak. Right. And in that process, we're doing thing that something that we don't do, we're doing something we don't do very often as human beings, we're listening, Yeah. because we're not allowed to talk. So I've worked closely with managers that have had complaints raised against them, and the manager that's had the complaint raised goes into work feeling you know burning sensation in the stomach sickness because mm. they don't know how to face that employee um so we've got to get people back together the same feeling for the employee that's raised the complaint we've got to get them talking and communicating and to give them some structure to start with often helps so that uninterrupted speaking time mm. prescribed mm. means they've got to listen Mm-hmm. and it, it can create magical moments in
0: helping understanding that's really good and I, I guess there's something about looking at the culture of the business mm-hmm. as a whole I mean on one hand you must have a good yeah. positive culture if you've got someone who feels that they can raise a complaint yeah that's good tick yeah. but at the same time what behaviors are being mm-hmm. demonstrated for that manager to feel that he could treat that person in that Mm. in that way i'm saying he i'm assuming it's a man that's Mm. really sexist isn't it he is in my head (laughs) so i I guess there's some reflection to do as a business owner after that whole process Mm. has been yeah and
1: sometimes that might result in training for example for the whole team you know dependent upon whether it's a disciplinary whether it's a grievance it might be about culture it might be about process it might be that there are some very specific training requirements come out of it yeah. from which everybody benefits to avoid future issues not necessarily the same individuals but mm. actually in the, in the wider organisation Um, you know there is a responsibility on the business isn't there to make sure that people know what acceptable behavior looks like whether that's around equal opportunities sexual harassment Um, there's there's a responsibility on the business to address those things so if there has been in any way a culture of those behaviors whilst we might have addressed it through a process with certain individuals we need to look at the wider organization and Mm. if necessary train and or refresh training
0: Mm, interesting
2: I knew somebody once that used to say any feedback is a gift and Mm. grievance is feedback, basically. So Mm. we need to treat this as holistic. We need to look at the whole organisation from micro SMEs to larger SMEs. If, for example, we're hearing similar complaints repeating themselves, but we're always given the same outcome, did we get it right, that outcome? Because if the same complaint keeps reoccurring or the same information keeps coming up, we have to dig deeper. We have to start to look at our processes, our suppliers, our competitors, mm. our teams, our managers, and kind of question ourselves eventually and say, "We we can't just keep assuming that we're right if the same complaints keep yeah. reoccurring."
0: And then there's the perception of um, of the team. Mm. So, although the process itself is confidential. Or they're going to want to know what happened, but it's it's about demonstrating that when a complaint arises or when an incident mm. happens, that you as a business, business owner will take action on that, mm. I guess.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's also about closing things, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So even though they might not know the detail of what closure looks like, it yeah. is about being clear with the team yeah. that it is now closed. Yeah. And that we need to move on. Stop now, there talking may be about some it. actions. Yeah. That come out of it and therefore people have a greater sense of it. Sometimes it may be actually just being very clear in our messaging that it has been investigated, it has gone through the process Mm -hmm. and it is now deemed to be a closed matter. I think that's really important when people are remaining within an organisation that it is allowed To be closed. Yeah. We close a file. We close the filing cabinet. Yeah. And it has to stop. Because we're in the 80s and we have
0: a filing cabinet. We have a filing cabinet. Exactly. my age. Thanks, Tracy. But yeah, it it is over. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Even if they don't stay in the organisation, if they leave, we still need that same process. So we sometimes get a complaint, an internal complaint, and then we have a disappearing person. Yeah. Um, where did that person disappear to overnight? Yeah. Um, so it's, we said it, you know, um, previously, communication is just so key to all mm. of um, internal procedures like this. Yeah. And we can't brush it under the carpet. We can't just disappear a person from the business. <laughs> we need to be closing things down afterwards.
0: So we've talked about all of this. Like, it's a grievance. It's all very genuine that 's all fine, dealing with it in that way is all fine, but what do you do when you 've got a, a, another director say it 's somebody else on the board or a very senior mm. person who 's just done something very wrong mm-hmm. um, and it was malicious say they 've stolen something mm-hmm. or you know it was a malicious act, and they know that that what yeah. they 've done is wrong. What does the business owner or what do the other directors need to be thinking about because I imagine. The rest of the employees must be thinking, well, how did they get away with that? Right. You know, there's that judgment mm-hmm. on you as the business owner. Yeah. Maybe I'm overthinking this, but <laughs> any tips or advice or guidance around that sort of I mean, scenario.
1: Isn't it? it depends on the level of the level of the, the misdemeanor, yeah. shall we say? Um, and clearly if it wasn't gross misconduct and they're staying with the organisation, yeah. Um, I guess people are going to be looking for the what's different. Yes. Good point. And so actually as fellow directors, we have a responsibility to make sure it is different. So whether it's about a process, whether it's about behaviour, something has to change. It might be that individual going through coaching. It might be that individual going through retraining. Mm. Um, I mean, clearly, if it's misconduct, gross misconduct, we have the disappearing person again. And then there is that closure statement. But I think the reality is that people have to believe that something is different. Where it was found to be correct, whether it's a disciplinary, whether it's a grievance, the, the allegation was found to be true then there's got to be something that's different after the event.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Anything to add, Sarah?
2: You've got to act, haven't you? You can't ignore it and the team will soon let you know. Yeah. Um, so we we just, yeah, if, if it's generally found that somebody has acted out of order at a senior level, um, we've got to deal with it. We can't brush it under the carpet. We have to face it head on, as challenging as it can be. But there are lots of... Um, for small businesses there are lots of other businesses out there that have gone through similar situations reach out and talk to them um, or reach out to a professional hr advisor to support as well
0: yeah brilliant thank you to so much that's been so useful and really interesting and thank you to everyone for listening